Greetings and welcome to another edition of Trinity Radio. I'm Jonathan Pritchett and along with me is... Braxton Hunter. And today we, we are going to be talking about atheist lyrics from atheist songs. Sadly, we're leaving out the greatest atheist song ever written. We're not going to cover uh, Nothing Feels Like Prayer, which is the... Oh, it's abysmal Calypso song by Richard Bark. Who has a back catalog of terrible music? But we're going to leave that one aside. We've made fun of it plenty. But we are going to actually have, hopefully, a meaningful discussion uh, about uh, some uh, music from atheist perspectives. There was a list on Spotify. We thought it was incomplete or had some stuff that we we uh, wanted to cover and some we didn't. And so we found some other songs we want to talk about. But we're going to do that today. Braxton, how you doing? Doing well, Jonathan. And yes, that's right. Um, this is the good, the bad, and the ridiculous of atheist music, because I actually do think there's some good here. Now, even if the message is bad, there's a couple of tracks here that I actually think are good as far as a song goes, you know. Um, oh, sure. There, there, um, there's a lot of a lot of uh, bands out there that, that are not Christian music that are way better that I, I much prefer to listen to. Um, than, than Christian music, you know. Um, sorry, that's just, I listen to a lot of secular music. Um, but, and I don't actually know the beliefs of a lot of them. Uh, the past couple of days, I've actually been listening to uh, a lot from the, what I've discovered to be Christian artist Weird Al Yankovic. And I haven't listened to him in a while. So when you when you check out Weird Al after you haven't heard those songs in a while, oh man, it's 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 a barrel full of laughs. But Why I is he a Christian he artist? Well, I, I, well, he's he's a um, member of uh, Church of Christ Church, and he's he you know he keeps his beliefs out of his music and all that, which is fine. I mean, you know, um, but uh, he's a parody comedian. But yeah, he's a he's oh a, you I don't you don't a, have to tell me about Weird Al Yankovic. I was a child of the yeah. I was an adolescent boy in the '90s. I'm very well aware of the discography of. Weird Al Yankovic. Right. So you missed all the great stuff in the 80s, like all the Michael Jackson parodies. No, no, no. I, I had the best Cindy of. Cindy Lauper parodies. I had the best of album. I forget what it was called, but it was some kind of a play on Lollapalooza. And it, Lollapalooza. The, huh? that, that's, not a, that's not a best of. Lollapalooza is not a best of. Okay. Well, there was a that best had, of that had Jurassic, had the Jurassic Park logo on the front and had yeah. his face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Oh, I can't remember. Of course, I can't see anything without my glasses, and I've been I've been playing it off of my uh, Amazon Music app. Yeah. So they they have uh, just man, it's hilarious. I encourage everyone if you want a good laugh, go listen to some Weird Al. It's fun. Well, I'm glad and they the give him the plays. Too. He he needs the plays on Spotify these days. I'm not sure his yeah. career is what it once was. I, I'm I'm actually sporting my 2004 U2 Vertigo concert T-shirt um, for this episode. So, oh, I'm sporting a Braxton Hunter T-shirt. Look at the trees. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to do this, Jonathan, was because um, recently there was a version of John Lennon's "Imagine" that was sung by a variety of um, celebrities. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you who they were: Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman. It's Wonder Woman. Jamie Dornan, Natalie Portman, Mark Ruffalo, Amy Adams, James Marsden, Sarah Silverman, Kristen Wiig, Sia, Pedro Pascal, Zoe Kravitz, Ashley Benson, Linda Carter, Jamie Fallon, Will Ferrell, Nora Jones, Kaya Gerber, 
Cara Delavigne, Annie Mumolo, and Maya Rudolph. So, uh, so they sang they sang this thing, and it was yeah, it was it was such a it was such a bad decision that Joe Rogan, who is at least an agnostic and perhaps an atheist, had this to say about it on his show. Did you see? That Imagine song, all those knuckleheads got together and sang, Imagine There's No Heaven. This is not the time when everyone's Grammy's dying for you to sing, Imagine There's No Heaven. And there's this sense that they feel like they did something. She's so happy. Um, what, what do you think you've accomplished with this? I felt so much better today seeing celebrities, seeing Imagine. You made it better. Was not really, yeah, you know, Grammy died, but I feel like the world's better because... So some pretty girl gal got it and she started it off. Imagine there's no heaven. And then at the end with a big smile as if she really like, look what I just did for you. So <laughs> I, I love it when, you know, you know, whatever you want to say about Joe Rogan, agnostic or atheist, yeah. he's willing to say, look, this was not the time to be talking about death is the end. Right. Yeah. Um, this is a, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a, very pedestrian john lennon's okay so it's like for most people even casual beatle fans like me it's the only john lennon song anyone knows outside of the beatles right and when you stack that up with uh maybe i'm amazed by paul mccartney mccartney easily wins that but i don't i mean can you name another john lennon song outside of the beatles no i can name you plenty of beatles songs no no but can you name me a john lennon song no i would say imagine if somebody asked me yeah and is it as good as maybe i'm amazed no. Well, maybe you like it better, but I don't know. I mean, it, look, well, let me read the lyrics and then we can analyze. This is okay. number. This is the first one on our list. And frankly, perhaps this should have been number one, but it's the first now, one. Now, now, I do want to caveat something first. We have, and the Christian community, it has done uh, quite a bit of deconstruction and trashing of our own lyrics and like especially the praise and worship songs but but you can pick on some hymns too I, one of my favorites to pick on is uh, ain't it a shame have you ever heard that one from the heavenly hymn highway no <laughs> uh, okay well it's like you know it's like ain't it a shame that you lied on sunday and then part of the course is like when there's monday and tuesday and wednesday thursday fr- so it's like so it's okay to do all that bad stuff like lie and all this other stuff every other day of the week, <laughs> but ain't it a shame? <laughs> but not Sunday. <laughs> right. It's like one of the worst hymns ever written. So, but, and people pick up praise choruses a lot too. Um, so it's not like Christians don't ever criticize lyrics of our own music. Yes. In right? fact, you just, you just reminded me of something that we should include in this. That is Christian content. So if you make it all the way to the end, there's going to be a special bonus because we're going to talk about what on the surface Sounds like the most ridiculous hymn that you've ever heard of. What do you think I'm going to say, Jonathan? God of Earth and Outer Space. God of Earth and Outer Space. Yes. I wrote a defense of God of Earth and Outer Space. <laughs> You're the only one ever. So, <laughs> yes. So let's, we'll wait till the end and then you'll get that. So here's John yeah. Lennon's Imagine. Uh, this is what you're going to sing now that, now that your older relatives perhaps are experiencing a bad time. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. All right, let's 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 stop and talk about this already. 
because already it's gone off the rails. Living for today? No, that's horrible. You know, I remember a good portion of my life touring uh, in a Christian band where I lived for today, and that really didn't pan out well for my career prospects until I decided that, oh, I need to actually be responsible and plan for tomorrow. So that that right there is bad advice no matter your worldview. Don't just live for today. There's actually an MGMT song that I played for you once, Jonathan, where I think they're being satirical, but they're mm-hmm. but they're describing what it's like if you live for today. And it's like... Um, marrying models, doing all these drugs, doing all that. And, and we're going to be dead by 40, but you know, who cares? Because you know, it's, it's the idea of living for today, right? It's yeah. not good to live for today. When you, when you just live for only today, you end up destroying your life. That's what happens when you live only for today. Now, now, but the way, the, the way the line, uh, I can see why people would like to console themselves, imagining that there's no uh, hell but I mean, the, you know, the, an atheist worldview really has to sell this idea on no heaven because there's a lot of atheists that actually do believe in heaven. Of course, uh, there's a good chunk of atheists that believe in God uh, and and magic and witchcraft and all kinds of other stuff too. Um, I'm sorry, it's according a, to the censuses, right? According to the data in both Pew and Gallup research, there's atheists who say answer. It's just the way they answer the questions. You know, they identify as atheists, but they believe in God and they believe in heaven. That's a tougher sell. I can understand. I mean, a lot of Christians uh, get uncomfortable with the idea of hell, too. And so I can understand wanting to imagine that. I can't understand wanting to imagine uh, no heaven. So, I, I, I mean, heaven to me sounds better than Eastern religions becoming part of, you know, the oneness of the pantheistic cosmos, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't even sound great. Um, but I know that I know that our atheists are going to argue and they're going to say non-existence sounds wonderful as opposed to any kind of afterlife. We've heard that before, but I don't buy it. Yeah, well, uh, and we're going to get to a song in a bit that's going to talk about that by Muse. Yeah. But, um, but, but, you know, uh, he, here's, here's the thing about it. What you're saying when you say no heaven or no hell is you're saying no justice. Imagine there's no justice, ultimate justice. Right. The, imagine that Adolf Hitler got away with it. Because remember, yeah. you're going to also say that death isn't a problem because, you know, like the atheists will always say, what's death going to be like? Well, imagine what you were thinking about during the time that the ancient pyramids were being built. That's what it'll be like once you're dead. In other words, this non-existence, you won't experience anything. It's nothing to be afraid of. Okay, then that means that no justice was done and Adolf Hitler did not receive justice. Now, I'm not saying we should believe that because it would be nice if it was true that there's that kind of justice. What I'm saying is this, this, this song is inviting us to imagine how much better it would be if there were no heaven and hell. And what right. you're saying is imagine there's no ultimate justice. Um, that, that seems pretty, and imagine there, it's ultimately saying, imagine there's no ultimate payoff. There's no ultimate m- meaning. This is all going to be wiped away one day. And I, I know the atheists want to say, no, there is still meaning. What are you talking about? There's meaning that we get to create for ourselves in this life and all that sort of thing. Okay, whatever. But it's, it's all, all human invention, all human. What, what is that, um, um, that quote from, um, Bertrand Russell, that like all the good things, all the bad things, all human history, all art, all sculpture, all poetry will all be wiped away one day and there'll be no more. I mean, you know, this is the imagine that's true. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds fantastic. All right. So imagine there's no heaven and no hell. Okay, and imagine that you're just living for today. Um, Bad advice on any worldview. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do nothing to kill or die for. And no religion, too. 
Yeah, so why is John Lennon such a bigot? I mean, why does he not like people of different uh, countries and nationalities with their religious beliefs and backgrounds? Why, why, why be bigoted towards that? You know, I thought we were supposed to celebrate diversity, you know. Um, even, even as a Christian, um, I celebrate the diversity of expressions in uh, various parts of the world and the way that they celebrate. I'm sorry I got dogs barking in the background. Okay, it's, it's quarantine. Everybody understands. Yeah, but no, they, they, I, don't, I don't understand why I would want – what's great to imagine that? Now, if perhaps we could have um, replicators and starships and stuff, that, that might be pretty cool. Um, but I think I what he's saying, that. I think what he's saying, Jonathan, is ima not imagine there are no um, different racial identities and cultural. I, I know, but he's still saying he's still saying countries and religions. Those are. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say racist. I just said bigoted. You know, not every believe it or not, not everyone wants to live in America. He means no borders, right? He means he means we could all get along in one massive world government. Yeah, that's a terrible idea too. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not better. It, 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 it yeah, it, it means no. We're not gonna we're not gonna close off travel so that you know infectious diseases can come into our country in larger numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next so, line is imagine all the people live in life in peace, but here's the thing. Yes. Imagine that, you know, what gives you that uh, Christian eschatology? Yes. You will have everything you're asking for here um, will be true in heaven. The place that you don't want to be true is the realization. Right. The thing you're kicking against religion, the vehicle to inform people about this incredible thing that you're imagining at least all the best things that you're imagining. Um, religion is the right. vehicle what? to get you to that, to the truth about this heaven that you're rejecting. That is the thing you're asking for. Right. This is, this is the most bogus path to a utopia ever. What? I mean, I understand why the song is called imagine because that's about the best that you can do with it because there is no path here for the kind of uh, utopia that, it, that he he's wanting us to imagine. This is the only reason the only way you can ever have that is in your imagination. Now, if you look at the evidence for Christianity, which we have spoken about for years on this show and, and, you know, Christianity is the best path in the eschaton for the kind in the new heavens and new earth for the kind of world that you want, you know, but there, there's nothing about on this side of that eschaton. There's nothing about human history that says this could ever be in our human future. Period. Not 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 by this path. No. Well, you say that he's a dreamer, but he's not the only one. Um, he is a dreamer. It's a pipe dream. There is a way to actually realize this dream, at least the best things about it. And as we've said, that is through the Christian message. Um, he says, I hope one day you'll join us and the world will live as one. Um, so, you know, in terms of a song. Yeah, I mean, it's Imagine. It's John Lennon's Imagine. Okay, in terms of a song, the, the problem is music today is really the most popular form of poetry that we have today. And music does affect the culture. And so uh, it's the reason why it's completely ridiculous when you hear your kids say, well, I don't care. I don't listen to the lyrics anyway to this. I just like the beat, man. It's just all about the beat. Um Okay, but along with that beat comes all the lyrics, and the lyrics may contain horrible philosophy. Uh, add yeah, to the fact that ninety-eight percent of all song lyrics are ridiculous, right? Yeah. Are you going to finish the lyrics? That's it, isn't it? 
Well, I mean, I, I, well, I, I did want to, I was going to ask a, a rhetorical question. Um, oh, no, no, no. I, did, I didn't read it all. Do you want me to finish it? Right. Yeah, because of the greed and possessions. Yeah, imagine no possessions. Yeah. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. Yeah, all so the people sharing. Are all of these, are, are these celebrities that sang the song going to let me go have their stuff? How's that work? Yeah. You think any of them are going to let me just waltz into their house? No possessions, man, and start taking what I want? Yeah. They got more than I do. They have more than I do. Are they going to pay up, Wonder Woman? They, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Pay up, they Jimmy Fallon. Right. They don't believe a word of this. They don't practice it anyway. At least people like you and I, we do practice the tenets of our belief consistently. If they really believe this, you know, it's not. Don't tell me they give to charity. We're not talking about charity. That's not what this song's about. This song's about no possessions. It's not about giving to charity. It's about no possessions. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know their charity giving. Yeah, but this is not talking about charity. I fully agree that they're being charitable. That's not the question I'm asking. The Keep question I'm asking away. is this song. Yeah, this song is no possessions. Can I come in and take your stuff? I want the lasso of truth. All right. <laughs> Rise up, right. The next song is "Rise Up, Rise Up" by Cursive. Oh, this here, song was terrible. Here are the lyrics, dear preacher. Thanks for making time for me today. I hope you don't mind if I hide behind the curtain. It's been fifteen years since my last confession. By your good book standards, I've sinned like a champion, but the book seems a tad bit outdated. Please forgive me for questioning divinity. It's an ugly job, but I think I'm up for it. I'm not saying who's right. I'm just saying there's more than one way to skin a religion. There's more than one way to explain our existence. Reverend, sir, I don't want to seem malevolent. My teenage angst is far behind me, but Father, certainly it's troubling to see all these people kneeling instead of dealing with the fact that we are all we have. So rise up, rise up. There's no one to worship, but plenty of life to lose. I think it goes on from there, but that's all I copy-pasted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, oh, it's just such mediocre punk. And talk about teenage angst. It's, he hadn't left that behind at all. This that's this song's full of it, right? It's it's like this is what he probably wrote in his teenage years and sang it as an adult because this is, I mean, it's very. Meh, I'm gonna feature. I'm gonna. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get the. There's worldview confusion here. Either it's false or it's as true as others. Which is it? You know. Um, well, I, I'm gonna. There's, it's. I'm gonna imagine that cursive is in the room with me right now. And I'm gonna say, okay. guys, hold up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to take what you just said and formulate it in the best imaginable way that it can be formulated. All right, here goes. And it is something we hear a lot in the online atheist community. He says, "There's more than one way to skin a religion. There's more than one way to explain our existence." Religion and existence do not rhyme formally, but um, so perhaps perhaps cursive in his philosophical thought is thinking about the, the fact that uh, Christians, for example, come to multiple different explanations and doctrinal positions. And so there's there's no monolithic understanding of the Christian faith. And doesn't that speak to the existence of God, or at least the personality of God, that a loving God would make it more clear. I mean, we hear that all the time from Matt Dillahunty. Um, maybe that's the case. Maybe, and and if and if I'm putting it like that, 
Is there more than one way to skin a religion? Well, there might be more than one way to garnish a religion, but Christianity, if I mean, we're Christians here. So Christ, with Christianity, and it's, it's Christian terminology in the song, right? He's talking about priests and he's talking about, you know, making confession. Um, and, and the reality is classical Christianity has always held that it's by repenting and trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation. <laughs> that, that's the important point and that he's God uh, come in the flesh to atone for the sin of the world, right? That, that's Christianity. And you can garnish that differently. And I'm not saying the garnishes aren't important. Um, I've watched plenty of my wife's favorite cooking shows to know that the garnishes are very important. But um, the, the central Christian message, the mere Christian message, uh, can't be skinned differently and it still be orthodox, right? Right. Do you have anything else to well, say about this? <laughs> well, all it, all it seemed to me was like the kind of teenage angst he said he left behind with the, it's kind of pedestrian uh, in, in the writing. I, I, it's not the, it's not the best lyrics. Um, uh, it's, but it's not as bad as like Dan Barker's stuff, but I mean, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I didn't like the song. I thought it was a mediocre punk song. And, but it's kind of confusion because I think what he's, what he's getting at, like you said, you know, multiple explanations or, but then later, you know, he talks he talks about as if it's false. So, you know, he says, I'm not saying I'm right. And then right, and he it, says he's not saying it's right. And then he concludes that, well, at least he's right about this one. Yeah, right. You know, he's, he's right about your. So I'm like, the whole thing is confused. And so that just goes, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that we should demand logical consistency from punk rock. Um, but the best punk rock will be internally coherent. Well, that's why I steel manned him. But. It could be that in the end, he, it could be that what he's saying with there's more than one way to skin a religion is there's more than one way to explain how this religion came to be. Um, but we would just need more content there. It's too bad that Kirsten yeah. isn't on the stream with us and perhaps we could ask them. Maybe they'll see this. Yeah. So that's Rise Up, Rise Up from Cursive. All right, popular yeah, band but that's now. So, um, I mean, with a title like Rise Up, Rise Up, you can't say that you don't have teenage angst that you left it behind. I'm sorry, that's... That's what that's what eleventh graders say. That's what that's what little fifteen year old girls talking about climate change at the UN say. I mean, come on, this you know. Um, it's childish. You ever heard of a band called the Nine Inch Nails? Of course, love the Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor was the other guy on the cover with John Lennon of this of this episode. Yeah, the thumbnail. Um, he has a song called Heresy. Yes. Here are the lyrics. He sewed his eyes shut because he is afraid to see. He tries to tell me what I put inside of me. He got the answers to ease my curiosity. He dreamed up a God and called it Christianity. God is dead and no one cares. If there is a hell, I'll see you there. He flexed his muscles to keep his flock of sheep in line. He made a virus that would kill off all the swine. His perfect kingdom of killing, suffering, and pain demands devotion, atrocities done in his name. God is dead and no one cares. If there's a hell, I'll see you there. Your God is dead and no one cares. If there's a hell, I'll see you there. God is dead and no one cares. If there's a hell, I'll see you there. Your God is dead. God is dead and no one cares. And no one cares. Drowning in his own hypocrisy. If there's a hell, I'll see you there. All right. Several topics. We've got the atrocities of the Old Testament probably being referenced. We've got um, um, uh, God is dead. Um, God's a hypocrite. Um, God, uh, flexes his muscles to keep his sheep in line. 
Um, yeah. First of all, I mean, it's, it's go ahead. It's 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 more creative than I think the last guy's rant. Um, I, I mean, it's I mean, granted, it's a you know basically a B side ish type Nine Inch Nails song. Sounds a little bit dated now. It doesn't hold up as well as some of the other ones. Uh, Trent Reznor tries this falsetto thing with his voice that gets on my nerves a little bit. But I mean, it's a, you're not it's a, Bono, okay. I mean, man. You're not Coldplay Bono's over not here. Bono. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, no, nah, I mean, it just you're not Brandon I mean, Flowers. Not, I like Nine Inch Nails. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just saying Nine with Nails the falsetto, this, man. These are all bands yeah, known for falsetto. This song, this song is okay. Yeah, Maroon Five and all that stuff. I get it. I mean, you know, I, I like men singers. You know sound like men but uh this i mean this is i don't know it, it seems um seems to be one of the better more meaty type and this what you you know what do you expect from trent Reznor? he's at least giving you a little bit more meat to chew on you know i mean uh yeah we'll give him so, that yeah it's it's not just um it's not it's it, to me. It's 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 better atheist content wrapped up in, in better music than most of this list. So yeah, we've done videos that address all of those topics. Um, I I don't understand. Well, let's take it one by one. Why, so first, I he says I, I don't under, I, I don't understand where he gets um, Christianity. You know. I, I, I'm wondering, you said the Old Testament uh, atrocities going backwards, right? I'm wondering if it's that or if it's the the things, the, the atrocities done in Jesus' name going forward. It could be. Uh, if that's, be. yeah. So, I, you know, I, I don't know which one of that. But anyway, those are some, those are, those are some Hitchens level bombs, you know? So, uh, so hold on, hold on now. Let's take it one by one. So he says, if there's hell, I'll see you there. That's the first thing. So um, this is kind of like the um, Ted Turner once said that that he'd rather go to hell than heaven because that's where all the most interesting people will be anyway. And, and we hear this a lot. Like we hear people who are atheist YouTube popularizers now saying, um, yeah, if, if that God sends me to hell, then I'll I'll um, I'll gladly go and, and curse the thug that sent me there or whatever, you know, kind of thing that we we hear them say. Yeah, that's all fine and dandy until you're actually in hell, right? Um, yeah. You know that 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 sound. You say the thing about it is, you're on, either you don't understand what the Bible says about hell, or you don't believe it, or both. Because this yeah. is a this is a counterfactual, right? We're saying um, if 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 there's a hell and I go there, if there's a hell, I'll see you there. It's not if you're imagining that maybe there's a hell. Um, that that sort of bravado is going to fail you real fast, right? Um, you have a whole video on it. You need to link it in the description for that one. Yeah, with the um, yeah, uh, atheists are still afraid of hell. Right, many of them. Uh, yeah. So th this whole bravado thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, stick it to those Christians who are trying to think that they can scare me into heaven. You know, if there's a hell, I'll be there and have a party. Yeah. I mean, I get it's rhetoric. But it's not well thought out rhetoric because and even even if even if you have a hell I, that's like uh, C.S. Lewis's hell in The Great Divorce, your party's not going to work. Your, your attempts at happiness are not going to meet any reality or fulfillment. The the wine will not taste good or intoxicate you. The food will not be yeah. good. It'll be completely mundane. <laughs> yeah. Well, the atheists that are either scared of hell or the atheists that 
don't like it simply because of how horrible it is and how horrible God is for creating such a place, at least they get the sobering reality of its awfulness compared to the flippant, ah, I'm just going to go party in hell and all that, you know, that's, uh, so, you know, that's, that's kind of a, uh, a strike against this. I, I, I prefer the atheists that take it seriously, either out of fear or out of disgust, you know, cause either way they, they get the idea that it's going to be bad. But um, understand it's justice. So, so he's, I mean, in some of these songs, there's a complaint about hell or the threat of hell. Um, but understand that this, this is the justice thing again. So in case someone's new, let me just say, so um, your own internal understanding of, and intuition about justice would get you to this, this uh, to hell, to the, to the reality of hell, if you would follow it. So uh, I've said this before, imagine, and I didn't come up with this, but imagine that there's a cat whining at your window every night and it's annoying you. And finally, one day you go out and kill the cat um, and you do that, that there's a penalty for that. It could be spending the night in jail. It could be paying a fine. I don't know animal cruelty stuff, but it won't be like the rest of your life. They're not going to kill you for killing a cat uh, because the cat's life is not equal to your life, right? There's not, it's not for sinning against a cat. There's, there's a, there's a rel relative punishment. Now, what if you kill, what if he, the neighbor keeps buying cats that keep annoying you and so you go kill your neighbor? Okay. Now you may spend the rest of your life in jail or you may face capital punishment. Why? Because we intuitively recognize that the life of the man is more valuable than the life of the cat and so it's a stair step up. If sinning against a cat gets you this relatively insignificant punishment compared to killing a man, killing a man or a woman, uh, that that punishment is equal to your own life because you sinned against the man. That is a, that the punishment for that is equal to your own life by killing him. W what would then be stair stepping that up? What would be the rightful punishment, the just punishment for sinning against an everlasting God? It's an everlasting penalty. And so your own stair-stepping up of intuition gets you there of his everlasting value. So the only way out of that, this God of perfect love and perfect justice, and if he's not perfectly just, then he's not perfectly good. So he must punish sin or else he will fail to be good and fail to be God in the sense that we're talking about a maximal being. So a perfectly just God who is also a perfectly loving God will send his everlasting son who is an everlasting person who can pay the everlasting penalty because of his everlasting qualitative value so that you don't have to pay it. He pays it on your behalf and then you don't have to pay it everlastingly in hell. But if you reject that, the penalty is everlasting. And that works whether you believe in conditional immortality or the traditional view of hell, because in either case, the punishment is everlasting. So, right. so, um, and, and almost nobody believes in the Dante versions of hell. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so hell makes sense whether you like it or not. Yeah, um, so this I'll see you there. Well, you, you, it's not gonna be great, but. And then you uh, mentioned that, you mentioned uh, the line that says, "His perfect kingdom of killing, suffering, and pain demands devotion. Atrocities done in His name." Yeah, see, so I'm thinking that's post Christianity because that's not. I mean, you know, I, I'm big on saying the church needs to own its. Uh, junk from church history i mean bad atrocities did happen in jesus name uh but that's not the kingdom that he established in any pedestrian mild reading of you know just just cursory glance at the gospels see this is the difference between the the atrocities done in, like this is a good contrast with islam so all of the violence and horror done uh because of Islam since Muhammad is consistent with its founder. Any violence done in, by Christians is 
inconsistent with its founder. So I understand where you can pick on some of the atrocities in church history. Um, some of that gets overblown. Some of it, um, but even even where it gets overblown, it's all horrible. Um, and Christians can't say, oh, well, that was just the Catholics or oh, whatever. No, uh, that's in our history, too. A lot of bad Protestants have their own blood on their hands, too. Um, and if we're and just talking, like, I, go ahead. And, well, I was just going to say, just like I'm not going to let atheists get off the hook because they don't want to say atheists ever, you know, atheism never led to anything like that. Well, even Matt Dillahunty realized, well, I better say humanism because uh, if I say atheism, I'm going to get hammered for it because atheism is is responsible for the 20th century uh, bloodshed all over the world, period. Um, but just like I'm going to make them own that, I'm going to make Christians own our, our garbage. But the, the thing is, is that it, that's not why the kingdom was established. And every bit of the horrific atrocities that Protestants and Catholics and whoever else have done in the name of Jesus, you know, white supremacists think they do that stuff in the name of Jesus. All, I mean, all kind of all of that is 100 percent inconsistent with Jesus, uh, where you can't say that about Islam, you know, for example. Well, he says so, he says it's demand that this that this God demands this now. Um, if he's talking about the the stuff post Christian history, he must mean yeah. the church or perhaps even right. the Pope directly. Um, if he, but, but if he's talking about Old Testament stuff, the answer that we would give there, I, see, I, I I I hate it when these progressive type Christian Old Testament people um, reimagine the Old Testament and basically give up on Scripture and all this kind of thing. Because what I want to mm -hmm. say about this is, look. The fact is Joshua and Moses had direct, audible confirmation of what the God of the universe wanted, number one. Number two, every single person on the other side of the battlefield was someone who had been given 400 years to repent, and now Israel is being brought as a judgment so that God is just, right, and, mm -hmm. and is therefore good. And um, we don't have that today. Donald Trump doesn't have that. Nobody in the world has that. So, 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 we, so that's a whole different ball game, um, and and when they did that, um, as I say, these were people who were horribly incestuous, child sacrificing, uh, pass, causing their children to pass through the fires. All these things, God had given them mercifully four hundred years to repent. They hadn't done it. If he had waited longer, he would not be just. It would be like if you think it would be wrong to give. Osama bin Laden a hug and a pat on the back and then say, now, now, don't do that again and send him off. If you think that would be okay and that would be good, then there's something wrong with you. That wouldn't be good. Justice needed to be done. Similarly, God had to bring justice and he used the Israelites to do it. Um, you can say, I disagree, but philosophically, logically, I don't see anything wrong with this. Uh, and for right. those and for those of you that would say, well, what about the children? What about you know this sort of thing? Um, well, these were mostly military citadels, basically. And there were there was in many cases time for them to send those people away if they wanted to. Uh, yeah. But on top of all of that, as horrible as I understand this sounds, those people would wake up in the arms of a loving savior rather than grow up to be idolaters themselves. And if that sounds so horrible to you, it's only because you think death is the end. But understand on our position, you're doing an internal critique here on our position. Death is not the end. All right. So anyway, um, that was Nine Inch Nails. Heresy. Now we go to a very honest, very, very honest um, atheist song, 
This oh, is... this is oh, honest. That's what. Oh, oh, okay, I forget you're younger than me. Never mind. This is the sort of thing you would get on, like if there was a Christian or an atheist version of K Love, with instead of Christian. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and worse than heresy. Oh, this is you know with the complete rip off of the U two guitar, one of the U two guitar. This song was terrible. You talking about it's Muse? Like the, Yes. Oh, this was a terrible song. It's like the worst atheist praise song ever. It's like worse than heresy with the repetitive lyrics and stuff. This is like straight up. This is like the worst Christian uh, praise song. Every every trope about praise music. This is. I mean, heresy had it too, but at least he was kind of you know screeching it out there uh, to a heavy industrial beat. This was straight garbage. <laughs> this this song. Uh, was just straight. This is the 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 worst atheist praise and worship song I've ever heard in, in my in, life. In my opinion, Muse's frontman is uh, the best instrumentalist on this list. Um, incredible, incredible guitar player. This is just the difference in our taste of music. I'll take Nine Inch Nails <laughs> over Muse every day of the week. All right, here here it goes. Now now this what. He's commented on this song, and what what basically we have here is an atheist who has who has accepted the atheist narrative about death. But here, but here's what he's saying: eerie whispers trapped beneath my pillow. You won't let me sleep. Your memories. I know you're in this room. I'm sure I heard you sigh, floating in between where our worlds collide. Scares the hell out of me. And the end is all I can see. And it scares the hell out of me. And the end is all I can see. And I know the moment's near. And there's nothing we can do. Look through a faithless eye. Are you afraid to die? It scares the hell out of me. And the end is all I can see. And it scares the hell out of me. And the end is all I can see. It goes on like that. Now, yeah, yeah. No, keep going on so people know. The, keep, keep, and it, so they and know. the end is all I can see. And it scares the hell out of me. Uh, 